Good night, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of a lawyer and a policy analyst walk into a bar. This is episode four of season two, and I am Jadrick Cummings, the lawyer. And I'm Delano D'Souza, the policy analyst. Delano, tonight, I think we have a very, a very interesting topic. Um, I think persons might be a bit interested to hear this one. They're probably going to wonder why two of us are speaking on this, but it's um, in the region, it's been a bit topical, especially <laughs> in Trinidad and so so I, I think it's it's a bit interesting. It's we are gonna discuss the importation bans in the various countries across the region. We're gonna adult toys or sex toys. Most of the Caribbean countries, I think, they have an importation ban. Um, some don't. When you search the headlines, you would see it's quite topical in Trinidad just because it's being applied. No, I think there was a recent case where um they had a ruling on it. We'll get into that a bit later. But that's the reason we wanted to discuss it on the podcast and get some feedback from the region as well. Get some feedback from you guys yeah man i mean janet boy like you say people might wonder where we decided to tackle this topic but it's something that's been on the list it was actually suggested to us by some vincentron females who are having some issues uh, with the particular subject matter in terms of importing uh into st vincent grenadines and um obviously we hadn't realized like how difficult it was and the fact that it was even deemed as illegal so to speak and um so we started to look into it and we realized that it wasn't just in st vincent grenadine it was actually you know all over the region so and um a great number of these countries were like no you you know to, to us it's a surprise really because obviously uh with the increase in awareness and the change in perceptions of users really adult or sex toys are gaining immense popularity across the world and no right. less in the caribbean um a large variety of sex toys are currently available on the market and we see this uh it's penetrating uh the internet and television sometimes there are now you know traditionalists being for females but now they're they're male adult toys being created and being marketed and being pushed out there as well so it's, it's you know like i said it's, it's more pervasive now than it's ever been before and i mean even our apprehension about discussing it on the on the part jared kind of says like it's still taboo in some respect yeah, and it's a little bit taboo yeah yeah, yeah. And, and you know our podcast is about breaking down these kind of barriers and chatting about the things and them and we can't be afraid to discuss sexuality we can't be a, afraid to discuss these type of issues because they're very real issues especially for 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 the caribbean we, we can't hold back and if the thing need to talk we need to talk the things you see me <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's so taboo that you you won't believe it, but Delan and I we we're standing on the ledge for this one because we've tried to get one or two female guests to join us, and it's been a bit difficult. You know, it's cut just because it's taboo, yeah. and some of them are just a bit shy to discuss it. But I think because of the legal implications and you know the economic implications, I think it's something that we can discuss, we can touch on, and I think from this episode at least we should be able to get some feedback. You know, raise the discourse on the subject. Yeah, man. You know, for we, sure, can, yeah so you know we can you know, it's we can get into it really like delano was saying yeah. it's more popular now it's becoming more popular and obviously it's easy to import if you want to import it you know you have amazon and all these other sites where you can find these things and buy these things so when you look at importation that becomes very well the ban on it through imports that's yeah i mean topical. and Jared, you mentioned amazon and we can't forget these online stores like amazon they do something important for the for the end user which is they really do away with the embarrassment of purchasing uh, these particular adult toys. You don't have to walk into a store and pick it up and Very say, oh, what size is this? You, you know, <laughs> how does it work? You don't have to ask. Like, a demand. nothing so... 
you understand you 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 read up online you put you place the order and then in addition to that specifically for the caribbean the, the drop shipping services such as aeropost ezone etc have provided a link to these international online retailers such as amazon and it really has resulted in an increased importation of these items into the region or at least an attempted increase in terms right. of the importation because as we will discuss it's it's not as straightforward as ordering a sneaker top for for event this weekend and say yo boom when that japanese uh, the air post this weekend we good we you know we are we out and bad for crap over next week <laughs> is it me <laughs> yeah like lyle like said even with these things like air post and so i mean world gets around people here okay you know i can't import this so there's still obviously there are some people who try it and attempt to others would say you know what let me not even bother because um hey if i order this and it comes to customs maybe they might hold it and you know i don't know what what's gonna be said at the customs um ports it's true say, oh, such and such imported this <laughs> look you know and you know these small islands we, we know these small yeah. islands you can't so, ignore that the, the perception that yo i know the customs officer the customs officer know my old queen and them things you know so you, you right. don't want your name yeah. on the street yo she import a rabbit or yeah. whatever you know <laughs> So the embarrassment could come back there so you know i think what happens still is that persons try to bring it in when they're traveling when mm-hmm. they come back from traveling mm-hmm. they try to bring it in in their luggage and you know their personal carry-on also yeah. um but you know we'll discuss that a bit further as well when we get into talking about the actual ban yeah for sure but then, like, restrictions i, I mean this is big business huh? i mean the global the global sex toys market size is estimated to grow by a further us 9.2 billion dollars between billion. the period wow. 2019 yeah. to, to 2000 23 sorry and this is an estimate by technavio and i mean within this generation you know 48 percent of this growth is expected to come from asia and that, that's interesting i i don't want to jump too deep into that statistic there but it's it's interesting to see that and i mean one of the key trends with the this expected market growth is really the growing awareness of the health benefit of these adult toys and i think we'll get into that a bit later but right. suffice it to say this is big business it is growing it is becoming less taboo it is becoming more pervasive it is in our faces and i think the the, the generation now they're not as reserved when it comes to speaking about matters of this nature and so naturally uh, with that has come the rise in, in the in the use of, of, of adult toys right yeah that's that i mean that's true and that's something else when you look at because you know times have changed and like delano said it's becoming more popular it's becoming more accepted it's becoming less taboo around the world and uh, when you look at these laws that have you know restricted or prohibited the importation they're really old laws you know some archaic laws that just have not come off our books in america so they have come off in england so they've come off but in the region where we just have not gotten to that place yet and uh, um, yeah. you know maybe maybe there needs to be a change because it is becoming less taboo we are more out there and we are aware of these things you know we have the internet we can access it, this information anytime we want it's not like before you know in even in 1980 you know where these things were hard to come by and you know couldn't see it if you you know unless you got yeah. some kind of um but, you know, but Janet, we jump into it you know. and all of that. We, we've jumped in but we haven't really defined uh, what an adult toy is the common definition is an object or device used for sexual stimulation or to enhance sexual pleasure uh, that's one of the most common definitions out there so just bear that in mind as right. we go through a lot of the legal jargon that you're just gonna walk us through we mentioned the fact that it's becoming more a- accepted but there are still a lot 
lot of non-acceptance um, of adult toys globally. So, for example, according to a, a Loop News article, there are several countries here. They, they have a list of about eight or nine countries that have not, and, and, and some of them are the usual suspects that you expect. For example, the first one, uh, Saudi Arabia, where sex toys fall under the category of pornographic material and are banned under right. uh, their Islamic law. There's the United Arab Emirates, uh, where they are also illegal and they will be confiscated if they are brought in. There are the Cayman Islands, mm. a little bit closer to us, where the importation, possession, distribution of sex toys are considered to be an offense under Cayman's Penal Code, Section 157, and it really bans the distribution and importation of um, obscene materials. And I mean, right. while there, there isn't any record of anybody being arrested, there have been numerous instances where these devices and uh, items have been confiscated or seized by customs officials at the ports of entry, Jarek. So, you know, we know there are several others. There's Thailand, for example, where, where although they have a thriving uh, tourism sex business or uh, sex industry, uh, you know, sex toys still fall under Thailand's list of prohibited goods. There's Vietnam, as you would expect. There's Malaysia that also uh, bans the importation. There's India. And although India may be the home of Kama Sutra, um, <laughs> <laughs> Section 292 of the Indian Penal Code uh, does not allow for the importation of, of adult toys because they're considered obscene. And, um, right. you know, it, it's another one of those countries that you, you, you almost expect. Uh, there's the Maldives and there's Alabama, the state of Alabama in, in the U.S., in US where, right. which is strange. Uh, I, uh, this is unexpected to me. Where according to the 1998 Anti-Obscenity Enforcement Act, uh, the sale of the adult toys has been criminalized. And I don't know if that still stands. Obviously, this is a 2018 yeah, article. I think, yeah, I think it's still in place. They're one of the last states to have that on the books because they have a very specific piece of legislation targeting the well, sex toys and sex devices and adult toys and developed from their obscenity laws from the 19th century just like ours but they actually put in place this 1998 bit of legislation to enhance that and prohibit you know sale and distribution of of um these kinds oh. of objects so it's still there um there are actually a couple of cases in court in america you know trying to get that struck down from the law books mm-hmm. but they haven't been decided yet so i mean that's interesting no because so many so so many parts of the u.s are so liberal when it comes to these type of things yeah. a lot of this a lot of these materials are actually manufactured in the u.s i believe as well uh, in addition to of course asia and so on but it's it's, it's not they, they're one of the places that it has penetrated earlier than let's say the caribbean for example so it was ex- it was unexpected for me to kind of come across this wow yeah and you see what happens like when you when you see like delano just listed the a number of countries where it's still you know prohibited or restricted what happens is that there are sites when you're traveling that would warn you against these you know going to these countries with your adult toys in your luggage and so and would actually give you tips in order to get them into the country uh. still <laughs> yeah you know so they tell you um you know try to make it discreet um you know try to disguise it as another object you know, wrap it up it in a towel kind of clothing and yeah exactly all these kind and giving you tips so you know it's it's you know changing times because people you know they want to travel like the said health benefits and so they want to travel with, with <laughs> i mean their, um, i want to be clear to jarek i mean i don't want it to be assumed that we're speaking specifically to um to adult toys used by females like i said there is a growing market for male uh adult yeah, toys as well, well so we, we can't let that be lost in in the conversation you understand but jarek <laughs> what obtains in the caribbean in terms of uh the, the different legislation that we have in terms of the importation of adult toys and um as a note a lot of the research that, that we're gonna go into <laughs> was done via twitter so i want to thank our followers on twitter if you don't follow the interbar podcast on twitter you need to follow us at into a bar retweet 
retweet our tweets and, and, and have your colleagues and your friends uh, get into our listening community. After we did a little survey to ask our regional followers whether or not they were allowed uh, to legally and the emphasis on legally because enough people sneak it in them suitcase, enough people do all kind of something to get it into the country. But I mean, are you allowed to legally do it? You understand? And a lot of people responded. Uh, we had a lot of legal practitioners from across the region as well who responded to yep. the tweet or uh, to the survey that we had and kind of gave us some insight as to the respective laws in their different countries. And I really want to thank them for that. So yeah, Jarek, you know, yeah. what obtains in terms of the region? No, so we threw the question out there, like Delano said, and we got some feedback from our followers. So for Antigua and Barbuda, for example, you know, we got back that it is legal mm-hmm. or at least there's nothing prohibiting the importation. Yeah, we, we were told um, like something that they've done it. They've, they've normal, normal. It's, right. it's not a thing. You can just go right ahead and, and import your adult toys into Antigua. We got a bit of a mixed response with Jamaica as well. They're saying, you know, traditionally it's not allowed to legally import them, but many are saying that, you know, at present, you actually can legally import them. So it's just about the interpretation of the relevant law by the customs officials. Yeah. Um, from, do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, from what I got from the Jamaicans, it's basically the law didn't necessarily need changing is most of the interpretation. I think in recent years, they've allowed uh, for it to be more in sync or in step with the progression or the evolution of society. So now right. it's, it's allowed and accepted in Jamaica. That's what we got from our right. Jamaican followers. St. Lucia, Dominica, they said no. They said no, you can't do it. You know, they, they and, and I'm not really surprised by St. Lucia and Dominica, for example, where um, the Christian community still has a strong sway or pull in these nations. Yeah. Of course, you know, in St. Lucia, it's predominantly Catholic. And, um, you know, I think uh, I think when I was in St. Lucia last week, somebody was telling me like 70% of the population uh, are, are Catholic. And so I don't know how true that is, but it goes to show uh, how, how important the, the, the Christian community is in terms of that and they have a large sway in terms of the politics and the happenings of the country so it's not a surprise in terms of St. Lucia and Dominic and even St. Vincent to an extent yeah yeah definitely um, and while saying kids the same not allowed uh, Barbados uh, one of our legal colleagues one of your legal colleagues says the Customs Act prohibits the importation of indecent or obscene objects but they're not sure as to how they go about deciding what qualifies as such uh, she said uh, she assumes that based on the conservative nature of the society that it is illegal and I've heard that it is from several other persons but they do have at least one uh, adult uh, store adult sex store in Barbados and uh, there are others that sell oh, okay. miscellaneous adult toys so they're not sh- quite sure obviously how to get anything into the country to sell it but obviously it's coming in, in, in some way right so but I mean strictly speaking the law doesn't necessarily allow for the importation in Barbados yeah so I mean thanks to all followers for providing that information it really yeah, helped us swift research so, brother swift Research, yeah. Yeah, it was in a, in a, in a matter of, of minutes and hours that we actually got some feedback from a lot of people. So thank you guys for that. But um, when you look at St. Vincent and Trinidad, we, the, the actual wording of the legislation is similar in that our respective Customs Act. What prohibited are indecent and obscene prints, paintings, photographs, books, cards, lithographic or other engravings, gramophone records or other indecent or obscene articles or matter. I think the definition is the same in both our act, the Customs Control Management Act and in Trinidad's Customs Act as well. So the primary sections under our act is the 1999 Act, but obviously it's chapter 422 of the revised laws of 2009 for St. Vincent. But the primary sections which deal with the prohibition are sections 79 and 80. So 
Section 79 deals with restricting goods under parts 1 and 2 of the third schedule and the third schedule is where you'd find that definition which I just read out and section 80 deals with restricting goods under part 3 of that schedule but what's interesting as well Delano is that under both of these sections the act allows the, uh, the relevant minister to add, vary or delete any goods listed under the respective parts of the third schedule. So that's interesting because you know it allows for that wiggle room I guess if well one it could actually give a, a definition to the interpretation because like Delano was saying that's something that probably needs to be discussed the interpretation of the actual definition because the act just stop short of defining what articles and matter mm -hmm. are so it's up to the customs officials and the officers mm -hmm. to really make that determination so that's that's a hurdle that you know can run into but in a case like that Jared, you mentioned that it's up to the, the relevant minister that can add or vary but that that, that is of course that doesn't require a change in the law necessarily it's just where they just have to prescribe it we probably gazette it and yeah exactly have that yeah. done so it, whereas they, they don't the, actually have to go to parliament to change the, the customs act no yeah the legislation already provides just for the addition or the deletion of varying the, the the goods listed in the third schedule so that can be done maybe with enough pressure or something you know mm -hmm. the relevant minister can make those changes mm -hmm. so the act provides for that and um i think something else that persons want to know is that well one do contravene the act then what the is the punishment that you committed right the punishment that you, it's really just a forfeiture of the item or a fine of five thousand dollars not exceeding that's in st vincent that's in st vincent so that's five thousand easy and forfeiture the goods do you right. know janet of any instances in st vincent where, where goods have been confiscated where adult toys specifically have been confiscated mm -hmm. i i know it has been done because i know a few years ago the our customs department they held a, a well kind of like, like a workshop mm -hmm. and uh, as a part of that workshop or a display an exhibition you should i should say and as a part of that ex exhibition they had on display confiscated goods and they actually had adult toys there at the exhibition to show that they have confiscated these in the past so I know that it has been done. Um, whether or not a big thing has ever been made of it, no. I think once it's been confiscated, then persons generally don't fight it. They don't try to. But there's a there's a there is a mechanism within the law of St. Vincent Grenadines for, for you to challenge or, 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 or sort of try to get your item back. Yeah, you see, um, usually what happens is well, if it's confiscated not in your presence, then there's a certain time frame within which they have to give you notice that your item was seized, and then. Uh, on the expiration of that time then you well you you have a, a within a month in order to reply to the comptroller in writing and give a claim and say this is your item and why it should not be seized make an argument for why it should not be seized and on the expiration of that period then uh, well if you didn't make any claim to it then the confiscated good is well is deemed to be forfeited but for instance like that persons would not fight up because you know they they as i say i think it's just generally understood in st vincent that these types of items are prohibited so once somebody imports it or brings it in their luggage and it's confiscated persons just generally let, let that lie and uh, it's a case where i think nobody has given it the the, the time to say well I'm gonna fight this because it's as far as I'm aware it has never gotten to the courts for an actual determination for a decision on the definitions of the goods listed in the schedule and I think that's part mm -hmm. partly where the problem lies mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because yeah like we said we just don't know what the exact definition is and it's up to the interpretation like for me for example when I look at it one thing that 
I say is that, well, when you look at the construction of this section, every actual example that's given in this section relates to a medium. It speaks to photographs, books, cards, records, videos, until you get to or any other indecent article or matter. So, or any mm, so other the indecent that article fall or before. matter. All the items that fall before speak to a specific medium, you know, so there are media types. But when you get to that last part, that's the part that they use to capture adult toys. It don't really flow. It don't really flow. You're talking picture. You're talking video. Exactly. You're talking thing. All of a sudden, you're just dropping, hey, adult sex toys in there. <laughs> you know, it doesn't quite flow with the, the, yeah. the, the, so, the first items that were listed. Exactly. So that's why I think there needs to be some discussion on the definition of what any other indecent article or matter actually relates to. Because I don't know, maybe when you read the Hansard, <laughs> you know, to mm-hmm, find to out parliamentary intention, I think in their minds, by saying any other indecent article or matter, they were trying to capture media that was yet to be conceived mm-hmm. you know so be, that's why they put or any other mm-hmm. you know, as opposed matter, to I think. something that, that is as broad as an adult toy they were probably thinking say for example videos they were thinking maybe dvds or you, exactly, yeah, you understand yeah. blu-ray what's we know <laughs> yeah cause at the time they couldn't think of you know they they, they were thinking media types this is, my, this is my feeling i think they were mm-hmm. thinking media types and they didn't want to limit that to just photographs records videos so they included or any other matter mm-hmm. right but obviously we use i think trinidad as well we use it to include adult toys because article of matter is not strictly defined mm-hmm. but when you look at you know there are a number of cases um and cases are not specifically on point but there are other cases um for example when i was looking up at this and just principles of statutory interpretation in general specifically um there's a there's a house of lords case where lord reed in examining the meaning of the word article but this was in relation to usage in under their factories act but in examining the meaning of the word article he said that the word article has many different meanings or shades of meaning and therefore the context in which it occurs is of crucial importance so when you look at the context in which this the, um the word article in this section occurs like i said i think before they were speaking about media types so when you look at the section as a whole it's clear to me or a case can be made can be argued that they were speaking about media and not really mm-hmm. about actual objects and adult toys and so and that's how it's been used now so but until it goes to court till that's uh, yeah that interpretation is given they make the decision to change because i to be honest like, i don't really know if i would see this going to court per se i mean there's, there's yeah. the whole i don't want to say shame but there's the whole element of of making a public spectacle of something like this and we know how media uh, is today yeah I, I, I agree with you i don't think it would actually go to court like that until I, unless there is some i don't know big company that wants to come into st vincent to start selling adult toys maybe you know they might have the money and you know Wait. they'll be removed from society enough to say they want to begin importation of adult toys and therefore they want to challenge it you know st vincent different from trinidad you know trinidad people have a back canal we, we had a, we had we could attest that from our last guest a uh, week before <laughs> and uh, I think we're getting into a, a, a recent so. <laughs> case in Trinidad uh, I think Judge mm-hmm. was even handed out I think yesterday in relation to the confiscation of a box of adult toys uh, by a uh, a uh, doctor Raj uh, Ramadan uh, in um in Trinidad and uh, right. he's a I don't I don't want to self-proclaimed sexologist uh, but he had a, a box of adult toys that was well three boxes that were confiscated and uh, the judge actually ordered on Friday that uh, the customs official would have to uh, return one box to him of three boxes as well as pay seventy five percent of his legal costs so that is to say that things are happening uh, in other parts as it relates to um, taking things to the court when it comes to 
the importation of adult toys. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, like, yeah, things are happening. So I think that's why it's a bit topical now as well, like we said, because of th things that were happening in Trinidad. And um, even when I went to Trinidad last year, the taxi that picked me up, that's the topic that he brought up. He was like, oh, you could imagine that they banned this and they banned that. And um, I think he was actually speaking for the same um, Dr. Raj. And he was telling me about it, that yeah, uh, he yeah, sees yeah, yeah. things from Raj and so. It was a big thing because there was a, uh, one of the, the, the leading import, sort of like the Aeropost web source, where you kind of import things on the internet. They kind of put out a, a media release that said, listen, you guys need to stop trying to import adult toys. Uh, they, they will be confiscated, you, you know, as our terms of service, we're advising you to stop. And then, of course, that started a media Firestorm because I think one of the headlines in one of the Trinidadian newspapers was a uh, ban on sex toys in Trinidad. Right. Uh, and then, of course, Trinidad being Trinidad, no story came about without a politician getting involved. And so then, Finance Minister uh, Imbot, uh, he really described it as fake news and he basically was saying that there is no such ban on adult toys. He said, basically, according to the Customs Act uh, in Trinidad and Tobago, there is no such thing as an adult toys. And you already went through uh, what the specific part of the law says, Jarek. Um, but he was said it was essentially up to the customs officers uh, and the court to determine what exactly are indecent or obscene items. And like you mentioned, so it's, it's really that's how it's been, it's been interpreted by the customs official. And so he was saying that there's not strictly uh, a ban on the importation, but rather it's up to the, the, the courts and the and the customs official to decide. I think that was a, a bunch of thinkers. I mean, really and truly, the, the, the application of the law, the interpretation has been that they're ba it's essentially a ban because they were confiscating uh, the adult toys. You know, so it's, 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 a, it's a whole thing of muddying the waters when it came to that particular statement from the minister, in my opinion, at least. You're just in terms of this Ramadan case, apart from anything else, Jadrick, it really demonstrates that the customs do actually seize the adult toys in Trinidad. So apart from what the finance minister was say, if a court is in the, if, right. if a case is in the court, sorry, where somebody is challenging to get back the box of sex toys, it means, say, they had to have been confiscated. So it's, it's, it's technically banned from import, from being imported. Right, right. Okay, yeah, so it goes back to the same point I was talking about earlier where you have, there's a procedure really for um, making a claim to your seized items. Mm -hmm. So in St. Vincent, I, I guess it's probably the same um, legislation that's in Trinidad where, well, in St. Vincent, where the owner at the time of a seizure claims that anything seized was not liable to be for um, to be forfeited then within one month then they have that time to to lay a claim to the comptroller to say why that item should not be seized so i guess that's the same thing that's in trinidad's statutes as well like like we were saying it just goes back to the whole interpretation of it and and these were really old laws because even when you look at in england and so these laws were from the 19th century, like 1876, and and so I think um, in in the UK was a part of the Customs Consolidation Act of 80 of 1876, and uh, in America there are a number of statutes as well across the different states from 1872 to 1874, and so so, and really during that time as well they weren't even really thinking strictly um, sexual material when we when we dis when we looked at um, photographs and books and so. They were also thinking things of a violent nature, and it was really to try to curb the rising crime during those times. So, but we don't even look at it in that way. Like, I'm sh pretty sure if something violent or, you know, something comes in, some kind of magazine with violence depicted in some form, I'm pretty sure customs mm, officials are looking magazines, for example, that. and then something like Yeah. You know. 
regarding questions, so uh, does the argument of uh, does the argument of perversion or degradation of our societies have any merit? Because, for example, I was looking uh, in preparing for this part, I was looking at an article in the Searchlight in, in, two, in 2018, sorry, where a senior customs officer in Zimbabwe was saying basically, and I quote, if we are going to protect our nation, there are laws that we must put in place. Uh, the official went on to say that when we look at countries like the United States and see some of the issues that, that are arising in those countries, uh, those, are early, those are early things that lead to these things. Uh, homosexuality, he said, or he or she said they didn't give a, whether it was male or female. And when men become so perverse in their mind, then it opens a whole can of worms and it leads down a path that leads to destruction. And, and so we have to determine what is right for our children and the future of our, of our, on our future generations to come. I mean, this is what a, a senior customs officer in St. Vincent is saying. And this is what, this is part of the argument uh, being put forward by the Christian and, and the religious communities in some of these nations as to why we should continue uh, the prohibition of um, importing adult or sex toys into these respective countries. Do you think that there is any merit there in terms of the potential to negatively influence our children and the, the trajectory of our society? Um, well, like, like we were saying, I think, it's, I think times are different because our children, they can find these things online. They can look at this kind of material that this section intended to prohibit online and have easy access to it. So photographs, um, books, records, whatever, they can access that online and, you know, the, the parents, our officials would be none the wiser. So, I mean, I could, could see it because obviously that's what was created to to prevent it was intended to prevent that kind of perversion and our children seeing that at a young age and but enough for them seeing that anyway them turn on tv them them you know, exactly them, it's, 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 it's times are so different it's so much easier to access it, yeah, it's just it's so, something like, that probably needs to change because as well i mean when you look at america and uh, england and so they sell these you know adult toys in their stores but they sell them in restricted areas so mm-hmm. usually at the back of the store mm-hmm. or in a little restricted area that's kind of carted off mm-hmm. just to prevent children from being able to go there and access it so mm-hmm. obviously once a child enters the store maybe a lingerie store for example mm-hmm. so once a child comes in a curious child one of the workers there would obviously spot them and say okay well you know this area is restricted you can't come behind here because children 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 they would if they hear a store is selling you know this and that. Do it's about a good on day lunch time and you know see what we could see. But in my mind too, I think it, it speaks to what is in some ways uh, a vestitude of really of our of our Caribbeanness, so to speak, in terms of our unwillingness to confront issues of sexuality and um, you know having that birds and the bees conversation with our children right. and so on and so forth. And so you kind of try to. You can't you, you can't know about these things until you hit you're, you're old enough until you're 18 until you you're a man you you, you know and we kind of hold that that back we don't sit down and educate our, our children we don't have those those necessary conversations and I think these conversations are necessary and I think a lot of this uh, this whole uh, this zeal this religious zeal in terms of trying to protect our children from this type of thing. I think it leaves a lot to be said for, for how we as, as nations as, and as societies have dealt with uh, issues of, 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 
of, of sexual content for, for our children and sexuality in general. I mean, this in this particular customs officer mentions, um, you, you know, when you when you allow these things is to seep into your society, it's almost like they're saying you're, you're allowing homosexuality to creep in as well. And we know that's not how it works. <laughs> it's not. It's not just. Um, causation and and this is what this is what happens it's it's not so black and white not so clear cut to say just because you allow this then we're gonna have all this you know downgrade in society and all these moral offenses and you know things are just gonna happen to a society that you know that we don't want and that are gonna affect our children and affect our society years and years to come just because we allow these this one thing to happen or you know there's no correlation between all of that so yeah, and, and to be honest, I think it's a, it's an opportunity for us in the region uh, to really grapple with and to try to confront issues of sexual education uh, within our youth, and um, you know, structure our sexual education programs, uh, restructure, uh, look at what we're doing. I don't even think many of our societies have uh, sexual education programs that are functioning, uh, and so on. So we really need to look at how we tackle these things. We can't kind of. Uh, adopt the, the the ostrich approach where you kind of stick your head in the sand and, and and try to keep our you know try to keep the kids away from from this type of thing and, and so on you really have to confront it uh put programs in place to educate our children because it goes along in terms of how they grow up and how they're socialized in terms of how they interact as, as young adults and then when as they grow into adults as well and you need to teach our children to be comfortable with their sexuality and, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, these are issues that as small island developing states uh, in this region, we need to tackle. Uh, like, like I said, we can't, we, we can't, we can no longer say, oh, you know, just, just ban the importation of adult toys and, and, and don't talk about these things on the radio and this, this, that. And, and that will protect our children uh, from sexual content. Uh, gone are those days. And we yeah, have to exactly. recognize that and and put and and start approach it head on as as as, as nations. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, on the flip side, if just to play devil's advocate, in the in the U.S. in respect to the to Alabama, we were speaking earlier that Alabama was one state that still had that prohibited because they had specific law targeting adult toys. It, it wasn't it wasn't nebulous or anything like the way ours is. In terms of the definition of article and matter and so forth they have an actual targeted law and but at um when that matter came to court yeah, for a particular matter one of the arguments that they were trying to make is that there was a case of lawrence in texas in america which dealt with uh sodomy mm-hmm. uh, a sodomy ban and pretty much it's overruled that right so you know that's no longer banned in um, in Texas. So they were using that case as a precedent to say, you know, that there should no longer be a restriction on sexual freedoms, and that's a sexual freedom. Having your adult toys, that's sexual freedom. So if Lawrence can allow um, sodomy, then why why is Alabama restricting you to have um, from having adult toys? So when those arguments are being made, and you see there is okay, we should lift. A ban on sodomy we should lift um any bans on uh gay gay marriage and you know gay um gay sexual activity then I, that's where this customs officer in his article that's where he's coming and saying hey 
you know if we allow this then other things are going to happen just like in this lawrence case we're using lawrence as an example to say if lawrence can if lawrence can allow for sodomy then also allow for you know adult toys i mean that's just me playing devil's advocate to say they were using one thing to justify another in the court system in america but i think that's where some persons as well would come down and say if we're if we begin to go down this road then what else is gonna unravel what else are we gonna meet up as we walk down the road mm -hmm. but, yeah i mean and you you made that point too as well and it's as well because even i saw today um and i was reading an article and i witnessed you in vincent how where where some some individuals are travel uh, tra challenging sorry the oh yes, the yeah, laws exactly. against uh what they yeah. what they see um, as the laws against homosexuality in st vincent the yeah. grenadines and and i mean and that that's People in St. Vincent, I guess, and other parts of the region as well, they start to link uh, issues like adult toys and um, this, the, the, the buggery law. There's a link in their minds, and so they kind of feel like it's a slippery slope. So if you start allowing the importation of adult toys, then you might say, okay, you know, the society is becoming more promiscuous, so now we could do away with the buggery laws and so on and so forth. And so in their mind, it's a slippery slope, and, and that's part of why uh, we see a lot of opposition uh, to, to, to to the issue of, of adult toys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think they, they, they put them all together and lumped them all together and um, but it's 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 something that society as we become more progressive as you know as we move along yeah. in these times it's something that we need to revisit and like like we're doing now have a discussion about it yeah. and see exactly where we stand as a people I mean, on, on this topic for sure Janik. and then the next question is why i mean we discussed these different things but why should caribbean governments allow the importation of adult toys now there's, there's the whole issue of the the freedom to express oneself sexually especially if it's in the privacy of your home and and being able to 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 have these 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 items for your own personal use you know and um that's that issue but one of the things and i mentioned it when i was discussing the growth uh, of of the adult toy industry in the future is the recognition of the health benefits of of these adult toys uh, particularly for women and um, with many researchers emphasizing uh, the importance of sex toys for therapy, uh, more people are increasingly becoming aware of the health benefits. And so, for example, when I was doing some research for this drug, I, I, I myself was educated in some ways because I hadn't realized um, that so, so the medical practitioners and so on, their recognized benefits, it's not just people talking. You see me? Yeah, and, I did know uh, as well, to is, be honest. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I mean, so for instance, uh, women are increasingly opting uh, for sex toys, for sex toys post uh, gynecological surgery uh, to keep vaginal tissue flexible. Uh, it also helps in preventing atrophy, uh, which which can lead to painful sex and, and, and vulval pain conditions and, and so on. Uh, sex toys such as dilators and vibrators can also uh, help treat vaginismus as, as well, which really involves um, involuntary contraction of muscles around the opening of the vagina. And, um, I don't know boy. Yeah, boy, it's real thing. I, I didn't know all these <laughs> things now. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, sex toys yeah. can also help reduce in stress and, and, and anxiety as sexual activity results in release of, uh, well, we know this already, endorphins, yeah, endorphins uh, yeah, yeah, in the body that can block pain and so on and so forth. So, I mean, those are the, what, the, what the last ones the ones we know about. But apart from the other, as in full-on health benefits that I, I myself didn't particularly know about, I've heard loosely. Well, in, in researching this, but I say, hey, 
there's a lot there and i mean yeah. the last part about um reducing re- reducing stress and so that's an important thing eh? so some, that's something that we undervalue in a lot of our societies uh, mechanisms for for reducing uh, yeah, stress true. and so yeah. on and, and and who are we to deny individuals both male and female who are we to deny them uh that release in the privacy <laughs> in the privacy yeah. of their homes and so on I mean, you, you know, so when you look at these, these, these in terms of health, in terms of um, stress, in terms of, of, of these different things, looking at the balance, really, good versus bad, you know, merits and demerits and so on, our government's really justified in saying, you know, they can't really import these things, you know. I think we've gotten to the point now where it's a conversation that needs to be had. And I mean that's part of why we're having this conversation yep. because we're always looking for 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 issues that are not as ventilated in this region as we think they ought to be, and um, for that reason we've chosen to to broach this topic, really. Uh, and uh, I mean I hope we've done it justice. I know a lot of people are going to be listening and say, well, you're in touch on this, you're in touch on that. I mean, give us some feedback, you know, and um, feel free. But we try our best to. to, to to obviously tackle these topics uh, in, in a meaningful way for, for our listeners yeah definitely um i think we well i think we can just wrap up now like we have our like the said we want to thank you and um we hope that persons come back to us with feedback and we hope that this discussion is had another fora around the region um but we're really glad to have started it here we realize it's a bit taboo like we say we're trying to get people to come in with us but we we need to stand out on that ledge and and kind of put have a thing on them. Have a speak, thing but, on them. these things are issues um, that people are being prob- affected by it yeah. in the region <laughs> and we need we need to talk about the thing on them enough people import them something and can't get it you understand people going to the airport frightened <laughs> like if them have drugs in them suitcase <laughs> you understand people move, you're, you're moving to the yeah, yeah come on man people yeah exactly when, you, when you're going when you're going by airports you're frightened for collecting something and you're, you're going to the airport boy and you're, 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 you're <laughs> when, when you're going to the scanner when you're about going to the scanner you're there wondering if we're gonna boy, we're gonna become you like if you got your, your drugs inside oh, yeah. your bag and these are the sort of barriers that we yeah, need yeah, to break down and we need to think and yeah for sure man and conversation is is is, is the start to that but you know Jadrick, you know we have to break into what we're drinking to this week. What are you drinking to this week? It's been a heavy week, bro. And you know it's always good to get together to, to chat like or something, drink something. What are you drinking to this week, Jadrick? Yeah, quickly, I think, well, just because again, I always like to go back to the topics that we touched on before and you know, look and see what's happening in relation to those topics. So I just wanted to give a shout out to well to us for our our the progression that we're making in the medical cannabis um industry i think recently we just granted one of these uh, canadian company lots of intention company but run by canadians a license to to cultivate sell um and produce medicinal cannabis in all its forms i think they were granted a license to cultivate uh, i think it was about five acres of land you know which is a lot so i just wanted to to drink to that to us making strides we implemented the law and we're actually seeing yeah, the, the practical uh, benefits from it now when persons are actually using it and and uh, i'm glad to see that it's that it's being implemented and we're using it yeah yeah let's we could drink to that man definitely what about you Dylan? well for me boy this week i want to 
raise my glass and it's in keeping i guess with what we said about some of our old topics i want to raise my glass to the president and the opposition leader in guyana this week they agreed on a new chair for the guyana elections commission gcom there's been a lot of deadlock there's been back and forth uh, names being put forward they couldn't, couldn't find agreement because as you know the recent ccj ruling uh, really clears the way now for them to appoint a, a new GCOM chair and go ahead with the elections uh, in right. in Guyana. And so finally, uh, President Granger and opposition leader Jabdio agreed that retired Justice Claudette Singh uh, would be the new chairperson of, of the Guyana Elections Commission. And I, I welcome that. I raise my glass to them coming to an agreement finally so that the, the business Definitely. of Guyana can move forward. It's a time in Guyana that, that is poised for takeoff with, with the oil discovery you really need some political stability to go along with that sort of development trust and uh, and so i look forward to that and i and i want to raise my glass definitely i endorse that definitely we'll drink to that as usual and it's been a, another great episode i think i think it's been a good topic a good discussion hopefully we get some good feedback from it this has been episode four everyone of a lawyer and a policy analyst walk into a bar i am the lawyer jadrick cummings and i'm the policy analyst Delano D'Souza, catch you next time.